Please don't make this harder than it already is, Chidi. These are for you. Drink up. Hi. Is your name Chidi? Yes. Ah! I knew you weren't a soup. What? Listen to me very carefully. My name is Eleanor Shellstrop. We need to talk. Bring my voice up a little bit. Bring the energy up a little bit. How about that? That's what I'm gonna do. I have a tendency to get down to this area. You know what I mean? Where I'm just really chill and relaxed. Yeah. And, but well, I do want to be like a little a warm bit more hug. up because we're doing a podcast! Hey there, everybody! Did you see the trailer for Charlie Day's movie? No. Charlie Day's directorial debut. Wow. In which he also stars. And it has a really impressive cast. And apparently the movie was filmed and he mm-hmm. showed a cut of it to Guillermo del Toro and Guillermo del Toro gave him some notes and then Charlie rewrote a bunch of it and then refilmed nice. like a huge section of it. And now the movie's finally coming out. Ken Jong is in it. He's been really hyping it up oh, as cool. being like one of the highlights of his career. Wow. The cast is, is it like a serious that. movie or a comedy? It's a comedy and Charlie Day plays two characters one of them's like a movie star and the main character is like this nobody who looks just like the movie star ah barbie's the princess and the pop star <laughs> he I'm becomes familiar. his stunt double and then he becomes kind of famous like a rising star off of that oh that's great and i don't know if it looks that good mm-hmm. <laughs> you should watch the trailer it looked kind of weird i don't know yeah I like Charlie Day a lot. I'm rooting for him. That's a like big swing. We'll have to see You're what he rooting does. For you. Well, I like that he's like for his directorial debut. I feel like too many comedians are like, I'm gonna make a serious film for my mm-hmm. first ever movie. And I'm like, just I don't know. Sure. Well, and the movie looks expensive and it has a cast that's impressive. I'd have to look up who was in it again. Mm-hmm. I I feel like a lot of money went into it. I feel like he is like I'm making a film, but mm-hmm. he's like, but I'm gonna make a comedy film. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I might keep that in as pre-show banter. I wanted to ask yeah. you right off the top, Stephen, Hawaiian pizza. Is it in your good place or bad place? As long as it's not Hawaiian pizza with like barbecue sauce. Like I don't mind pineapple on pizza and I don't mind ham on pizza, but I don't like the version that for some reason has barbecue sauce. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't like pineapple on pizza, but I have absolutely nothing against it. It does not make mm. me angry. It's just not for me. I don't think I really like cooked pineapple that much. Mm. See, I used to, uh, when I worked at a grocery store back in the day, I used to buy those little, like, or steal, those uh, (laughs) Totino's, like, pizzas. Sure. And, you know, I'd throw some canned chicken and some pineapple on one of those motherfuckers and throw them in the oven. Delicious. Yeah, I'm not into the pineapple on pizza. I like a lot of different toppings on my pizza, but mm-hmm. I kind of just like regular sauce on pizza. I don't really like changing up the sauce on pizza no, that much. No, don't change up the sauce. Sometimes barbecue sauce on pizza can be good, but it like makes it a different thing for me. It's some yeah, type of like, like cheese like bread same. dish when you put a different sauce on it. It's no longer pizza. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're back for season two, and I'm really excited. Watching the second season premiere after taking a short little break to recap season one was really refreshing. And this episode really impressed me in a way that I don't remember it impressing me the first time I watched it when it first aired because I was so stuck in the, oh, we have to do all this again idea. Now that I know what's coming, I see how 
kind of brilliant this first episode is in a lot of ways. And I'm excited to be back for season two. Hi, everybody. I'm Zach. Hi, I'm Steven. Really good one. Excited to talk about it. We are going to start off the show, as always, by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast they're danny m lugo mary baker budisa brian thurman and autumn marsh thank you very much to you four for sticking around and all of our patrons which start at five dollars a month to get access five dollars to... zach that's a drop in the hat that is it's a drop in the that's hat. like three ubers so many that's like one third of an Uber. dumb people Sorry. are giving 10 percent of their income to a church in the midwest that's give true. us five dollars now five dollars do it <laughs> Thanks to our patrons. If you sign up, you get You Can't Disappreciate Show live every week or getting close to the 100th episode of You Can't Disappreciate Show. We've got something special planned. Yeah, Steven and I are going to be in person together doing something really special for that. So mm-hmm. it's a good time to sign up for the Patreon where also you can get The Basement, our new That 70s Show rewatch podcast that has dropped the first two episodes or up on patreon right now once this comes out and also if you enjoy us you can get us now twice a week in your free podcast feeds with brokeback bebop our cowboy rewatch (laughs) brokeback (laughs) i knew something was wrong but it took me a second to figure Mm -hmm. out what (laughs) brokeback bebop our cowboy bebop rewatch podcast comes out every thursday for free and you can find all 40 episodes already over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast steven i'm all shilled out tell me about your bad self well let's see in the since i've left you last i got a new tattoo right those fun video and it's not just like a new mom heart tattoo or a whole ass thing yeah, tell us about it. Bring it a little closer to the camera for the folks watching. Me. You can find us on YouTube if you don't watch our podcast. You should look at that. It's still in the healing stages, so it's a little for through the camera. Right now, it translates well. It looks oh, fine. Uh, yeah, it's a tattoo for my favorite anime characters: Alphonse from Full Metal Alchemist, Nezuko from Demon Slayer. Neji from Naruto Shippuden, specifically, mm-hmm. uh, and Shoto Todoroki, as seen right here, from My Hero Academia. And you have personal life reasons for all of them, too, which makes it really cool and special. Yeah, you know, I I like to get stuff that's really important to me, and it's the, I guess, the second tattoo I have that is in some way for my brother and sister, so really happy with how it turned out. Eight and a half hours! That's what I was going to say. Whether you're in the know or not of how cool the tattoo is, your feat of strength (laughs) <laughs> Sitting in a tattoo chair with a needle inside of you for eight and a half hours. Uh, how was that? How are you feeling today? Today I'm good. It's been it's a like week, right? Exactly really well. a week. Yeah, so I'm not really fatigued, but I definitely the next couple days at the very least was very tired and felt like I had like run a marathon the day before. It was very draining. Which, of course, you'd never do. God run no. a marathon. Hell no. Why would I do that? Why would I choose to run a long distance in this day and age on angela bassett's earth come on okay two questions in that eight and a half hours in the tattooing chair Mm -hmm. what was your highest most i have reached enlightenment through this experience moment and what was your lowest what have i done to myself what why am i sitting in this chair moment there was a really nice moment maybe somewhere around hour two Okay. where I had 
just had like a little five minute break. So I had a few five minute breaks, like maybe every hour and a half or so. Pussy. Both for me and the artist. Uh, <laughs> and I would go to the bathroom and rip my pen as hard as I possibly could. It was after one of those breaks and I was sitting down. I was listening to like some nice relaxing music and I kind of closed my eyes and I couldn't really feel like any pain in my arm Wow! and she had just shown me like how the outline was looking for part of it right now and I was really excited and I was like wow this is gonna be a breezy next <laughs> few hours if I can keep this up and it was like I'm really mentally tough right now like I'm I am zen I am zoning out any sort of pain that would be there uh, my lowest moment was definitely about six hours in Yikes. when my phone started to die. Mm -hmm. And so I had to plug it in. So I didn't have it with me. And I just had like one earphone in and I had picked like a sports podcast to be listening to at that time, which was Relaxing. not very Zen. And, and she had just like been doing something that was like a little bit more painful uh -huh. part of the like line work. And I was like, fuck, I still have two more hours of this. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was, because definitely was. towards the end, you're like, huh, you're almost done. This and then gotta be about she done, does right? like this shading on uh -huh. this guy that took maybe an hour and a half just in itself. The, oh like the God. shading on this character. Yeah. And normally I'm a big like, oh, the color part doesn't hurt. It's just like really quick. You go through it. Because I have a couple other tattoos that are like colored and filled in. But when you've been getting tattooed for seven hours, Your the shading and coloring do hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit did not feel good. But overall, it was a great experience. I'm really happy with Turned Out. Uh, follow at nunu.ttt on uh, Instagram. She's an incredibly talented tattoo artist who's only been... Zach, this is the, this is the crazy shit. Uh -huh. She's only been tattooing two years. I was like, holy shit. I know some friends that are young tattooers that are doing mm -hmm. amazing work. That's where it's at, kind of. Yeah. And it's funny because the person that I think we, we know in common that you're talking about, mm. she was always really good at like drawing things, but it's crazy how quickly people can apply your talent for illustration to tattooing. Mm -hmm. And people that are able to keep that artist's touch instead of it just being like factory line tattoos. Mm -hmm. I am amazed because character work is so hard and so specific, whether it's something like that or something like a cartoon character or, yeah. or trying to look like a real life person. It's mm -hmm. so hard because it, the whole uncanny valley thing, if it yeah. reeks at all of not being peeled off of the screen onto your body, it just was weird it feels wrong. and wrong. I hate it. And sometimes it can be a great tattoo artist and it's just one little line was a little too curvy or something and it mm -hmm. fucks up the whole tattoo. And yours yeah. literally looks like it came off of a manga page yeah very happy with it. hey yeah. nice pronunciation of the word manga mangy <laughs> you're still reading manger. that manger <laughs> let's talk about the good place we're let's back do for it season two of the good place very excited today to start with chapter 14 of the show everything is great part one hey -o. Pretty much everywhere you're going to see this episode is one thing, and we mm -hmm. kind of talked about this before, episodes 14 and 15 as one thing. More than any of the other episodes that were spliced together, this one does just feel like a 45-minute episode. Absolutely. I only watched the first half for this, and we're only going to talk about the I first only half ever do. this time. We're going to treat it as the first separate episode of season two. Yeah. And next week, we're going to talk about part two. So do it however you want it. Watch the whole thing and then listen to both of our podcasts when they're out. Uh, watch it half and half with us. I think it's fun to give each half its time because I think 
for the most part, this works pretty well as its own episode. Agreed. 100% agreed. There's still some mystery at the end. I like it. Which, by the way, yeah. what a brilliant episode. We'll talk more about it, I know, mm-hmm. but like, I just the whole time was in awe of mm-hmm. how they made it feel exactly like the first episode but in a totally brand new way i thought was so smart and so well done and just such attention to so many details so good so good so good well what works so well about this is that finally we're in on everything so we get to watch it from both perspectives at the Mm -hmm. same time which is hilarious and and even wins for chidi feel so sad because yeah or in other scenes michael's just behind him going perfect thumbs up Off my microphone with that thumbs up. It, it's really nice to see, and it works really well. This episode, yeah. it was directed by Trent O'Donnell. Previously, he wrote The Eternal Shriek, which was both of our favorite, favorite episode episodes of season one. He also directs Everything is Great Part 2 next week and the episode Jeremy Baramy, which I believe is season three. Maybe mm-hmm. this season. I'm not sure. The episode is written by Jen Statsky. Previously, she wrote the episodes Someone Like Me is a Member. She co-wrote Mindy St. Clair with Megan Amram. And in the future of the series, she co-writes Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent with Dan Schofield. Everything is Bonzer Part 1 with Michael Schur and Part 2 of Everything is Bonzer on her own. Uh, She co-writes Pandemonium again with Megan Amram. And one of the last episodes of the series, Mondays, Am I Right, was all her. So a pretty good name really good in the, episodes in the, the Good Place writer's room. This episode originally aired along with both of the first two episodes of the season on September 20th, 2017. Let's dive right in with one of my favorite segments that I'm very glad is back for a second season. You've got to cut out for you. Even the recap of the first season at the beginning of this episode was nowhere near 20 seconds long no a lot happens in this first episode there's a lot of ground to cover there's at least three complete stories that intersect (laughs) together that need to be touched on how are you feeling friend about halfway through watching the episode i was like i'm gonna get a fucking f tomorrow (laughs) that's what i told myself last night (laughs) at 4 22 a.m i was like i'm going to get an f (laughs) well everyone let's all grab hands and say a prayer for steven it's time to find out did steven watch the episode this week did i watch the episode maybe i watched the episode i think if i watched the episode i I, if i were to have watched the episode i might be possibly feeling that in a scenario in which i were to say how i'm feeling and from my gut we'll find out I know you were trying to be cheaty, but that kind of gave me some George Costanza vibes a little bit. <laughs> it truly is. Jerry! <laughs> okay. What you're not understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 seconds are on the clock. Mm-hmm. There's a task set out in front of you. At least it's not a double episode, and we're doing both parts of the yeah. episode. You've got 20 seconds just to cover the first half of an episode. Come you on. Easy this. peasy. Easy peasy. Let's do way better than an F. The time is about to start. Are you ready? <sighs> I think so, Zach. All right. Three, two, one, go. Eleanor's in the good place, but it's really the bad place. And all the demons are planning because this time around, they're not going to screw it up. Michael's thought of everything. Eleanor is trying so hard to figure out what Cheaty is and find him. And finally, she sees him at a party. Meanwhile, Cheaty's having his own dilemma because he has two soulmates and he finds her. He picks the one he's going to be with Psyche. He's with the other one. Um, And Tahani's there and she's not the top point getter this time. Stop. She is... Yeah, man. I mean, you filled that time. But there's just, I got, 
a, a you a, couldn't a have scratch. shaved off much but words of what you mm-hmm. were saying you could have gotten maybe maybe another sentence out yeah i think i maybe spent a little too much time at the beginning but even and that even was all... still i feel like you missed important things from each of the storylines mm-hmm. because this episode is fast and it it's... just throws a lot at you uh so i want to tell you i'm proud of you Aww. as i give you a c Hey, I'm thank plus. you. Better than C plus. C plus. C plus. Thank you. Because you I have some did, good like, stuff everything in there. I said was pertinent. nothing you said was wrong. Yeah. But it's that so doesn't impressive. mean you don't get counted against for how much you didn't yeah. get. It's so in impressive. an episode what? where they showed some scenes three or four times. Yes. Three times at least. Mm-hmm. There's so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do some trivia. Why don't you hit a question? All right. Hit me with um, a question what first. What diabolical addition did Michael make for version two? All of the coffee is those little pods. Yeah. Now you're a bit of a coffee aficionado yeah. comparatively. Do you? Are you anti-pod? Well, it's convenient. Uh huh. It's nice when you go a place and they have them. the The variety can be nice, mm-hmm. but it is a worse cup of coffee. Okay. I it's think that's weaker. Fair. And it's wa- more watery just about every time. I just like to grind up the beans and stick them right up my asshole. I don't think anything. Like, sure, you can get fancy. I heard that. I'm not. I'm just stepping over it. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> as you usually do, Zach. Step right over me as I'm in caffeine withdrawals from the lack of beans. If you really want to be fancy with your coffee, like a French press does, really mm-hmm. nice. Or like, I'd really like to get one of those Chemexes. They're like the glass kind of beaker looking Oh, I've looking seen things. those. Those are cool kind of, It's kind of a pour over situation. I'd really yeah, like to do that. Yeah, they look fancy. You like flip it upside down and it like... Yeah. But as far as automated coffee, just have a coffee pot. Yeah. It's better, I think. Mm-hmm. But the cleanup, Zach. My first question for you. For what's a busy the... mom of five? <laughs> as we all know you are. <laughs> what's the bite happy demon's name? Mm-hmm. really funny he's kind of a, a star this week um absolutely he's part of the couple didn't get a flying. single mention craig in your recap no not greg i said craig not oh that's c. closer because it starts with a c yeah but it's not craig either oh it's not chris no now you've got the first two letters mm-hmm. correct chuck charles you were right with chuck uh-huh. I'm Chucky. feeling generous. Uh, Shaniqua, let's strike that one down for Steven. We got Chuck. Hey, wow. Thank you. I'll be kind to you at some point. Okay, great. A- along our journey. What two palettes did Chidi have to decide between at the Sunday bar? Mm, a fruit palette or a chocolate? Yeah, absolutely. Was it chocolate? Mm-hmm. Now, Zach, I've we've been together ordering things before. We discussed <laughs> yeah. this on the show. Uh-huh. Are, are you pretty good at like a buffet sunday style bar. sunday bar like that that's frozen yogurt would be more applicable to our lives but i think i'm pretty decent because i like all the fruity toppings mm-hmm. but i like more of the chocolatey candy type toppings so i usually just go with that yeah now and... are you a load of shit ton of stuff on there guy or are you a give me the chocolate chips and a cherry and i'm good if I'm ordering, I'm perfectly fine with that. If mm-hmm. I am serving myself, I might do two or three things. Sure. Agreed. Okay. I don't really want to make someone else put a bunch of shit on your thing, but if you're doing it yourself, stack that shit up. And also, like, kind of in general, 
I don't like ice creams or shakes that are just stuffed with pieces of things. Mm-hmm. I want it to I like pieces of stuff, but I want it to be scattered. I don't want it to be like crunching through all the stuff in my ice cream in every bite. Mm-hmm. Cause then you have to bite the ice cream and that's yes. no good. Like I love a cookie dough ice cream. But mm-hmm. when you get one of those ice creams, it's like cookie dough and pretzels and caramel and all of this. It, it's good, but I, it's harder to eat a bunch of. I just like ice cream. Is it my turn or your turn? It's your turn. When Michael addresses the demon crowd, what disgusting details of humans does he call out? <laughs> oh, I, I I almost asked this one, but I didn't. Uh, I liked the the elbows one. That was mm-hmm. funny. They're like he like uses an adjective, the adjective to describe them. Yeah, they're the skinny little elbows. That no. are, they're like smelly elbows. That's sweaty. closer. Sweaty I'm not elbows. helping you anymore. You either yeah. know it or you um, don't. They're like gross little bodies kind of yeah well you you hit us with it zach i'll take the l on this one they're weird gross little mouths mm-hmm. and they're <laughs> stupid elbows stupid <laughs> elbows nice um i skipped one of mine what did michael refer to as the old-fashioned way of torture he says three things Mm, I I kind of remember when he said it, and I thought mm-hmm. maybe I should commit it to memory. One of them's a, a recurring bit. a penis flattener, mm-hmm. laser or something. No. no lasers, no lasers. I remember this exact moment. I don't mm-hmm. have them. If it's not lasers, I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> uh, ripping off their fingernails, uh-huh. acid pit, and of course acid the penis pit. flattener. How did Eleanor's new soulmate make it into the good place? Oh, okay. So the president. Has his heart. The Dalai Lama has his liver. And the, someone else has his something else. You got some of that correct. What's the Dalai Lama have? His spleen? His, his liver. Kidney? The Dalai Lama is right. You got the first one a little wrong. Oh, the president doesn't have his heart? Who has his heart? Uh, Oprah? No, the Pope has his heart. The Pope has his heart. His liver is in the Dalai Lama, and his teeth were strung up for a child king in Polyne- Polynesia. French Polynesia. Necklace. Yeah. Uh, I, we like the current Pope, right? He's he's like more progressive with No, stuff. we're supposed to like the current Pope, but the uh, whole thing is fucked. Isn't he the one with, with a Twitter? Whatever. <laughs> I am willing to come out and say as a thing with the power at the top the catholic church kind of sucks you can be catholic and go to catholic church that's cool catholics Mm -hmm. are cool but as like a governing body oh no yeah a lot of not great we need to we need some reform up in there Mm -hmm. um but uh, the heart of you should you should throw your name in the hat zach you'd be a fun pope thanks i would have a twitter (laughs) certainly (laughs) it would be sort of akin to shares where it's in all caps but in uh, <laughs> ancient Roman. I'd be live tweeting my first read of all the religious texts. <laughs> Boring. <You're> like, <laughs> Jezebel sounds stacked. <laughs> Your turn. Hashtag justice for Goliath. Um, <laughs> what disease did it feel like Camilla's songs could cure? Malaria. Malaria, you got it. You got it. You got it. Hey. No, calm down. I know. I heard you. How, do, how does the bad place punish philosophers? Oh, okay. It makes them go to school naked, mm-hmm. and then they have a pop quiz in a class they've never been to before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 
That's all I remember of that. I wonder if maybe this is something that wasn't in your episode. It was a test, not a pop quiz, but you got okay, that test, gangbusters. Sure. And mm-hmm. he says, and they take a class they've never been to, and then they smash them with hammers. Oh, I missed the hammer. That the hammers was in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I left it out because it was not as clever. Not as clever. All right, I have two more for you. Great. Why Me do too. Crocs have holes in them, according so to Tomas? So your toes can breathe. I'm not looking for the word breathe. You've so got several letters correct. Can bur- <laughs> think think more of something acting upon your feet, unless your feet doing the I'm acting. In. Okay. <laughs> what are, what what is acting? Is upon this a little piggy situation all over again? I don't know. I thought it's I thought a deep for sure cut it was for breathe. the patrons. What is it? Um, to feel the breeze on your feet. That's what I said. I said breathe. You. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is Chidi's nightmare Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I don't know. Kiwi Junior Mint Raisin. Ah, yes, yes, yes. What job, in this version of The Good Place, obviously, mm-hmm. did Glenn have? He was a uh, garbage truck driver in Winnipeg. or garbage Absolutely, man in Winnipeg. a garbage man mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. Thank you. Shaniqua, you got that one right. You did a really good job this week, right. Zach. I You've think got you one only more. you only missed still, one. We're still in me. it. Two. We're still two in it. We're still you missed two. in it. What are Tahani's names for, for a female plumber? Oh, I really liked this one. I me almost too. wrote it down. Um, she first says like plumeress, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at, didn't she say like clog winch? And yes. Then there's one more. There's one more. She says in the middle, uh-huh. and it was. Mary Poppins. That's your that's your hint. Mary Poppins. Oh, uh, a lady sweep or something like that. A lady sweep would be a completely different thing. <laughs> We're looking for toilet sweep. Toilet sweep. <laughs> Don't sweep any ladies, Stephen. Don't be sweeping ladies. They can take care chim, of chim, themselves. Chim chimmery, chim chimmery, chim chim Sweep all the ladies, step in time. Sweep on the ladies, step in time. <laughs> There's like a new horror movie, and it's like a a, a girl's like locker room, and you just hear chim chimmery, chim chim. Starring ninety nine year old Dick Van Dyke. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. We've kind of buried the hatchet, uh, buried the lead. We buried the lead. We, we've a buried bit. our hatchet. No, everything hatchet fine. is still stuck in my fucking back from that time, <laughs> junior year, and you know it. Um, this episode's really good. It's really successful. And now that I'm removed from being like, I'm frustrated because I want to see them succeed like they did at the end of season one. And I'm stuck Mm -hmm. here with them. That's the point. Just like in all of season one, we're frustrated because they want us to be frustrated. I can step away from that and, and realize all the things that they're setting up in this episode, how it doesn't feel like they're rushing them to their destination. It Mm -hmm. feels like because of what came before, it's just all going to happen regardless yeah, you know what I mean. It just feels like no matter how the how the cards are shuffled, which we'll find out in a few episodes, mm-hmm. no matter how they shuffle the cards, this is going to happen. These four people are primed well, to I find each other and grow. They do such a great job at the end of season four or at the end of of season one, mm-hmm. telling us and like showing us, you know, the reason why they succeeded was not because of any individual one of them or because Michael messed up. It's because the four of them together are a team and they're going to get through anything together. And I think having that belief as an audience helps 
us be a little bit more patient because yeah. we know they're going to find each other. I mean, even yeah. in this iteration of it, <laughs> in Eleanor interacted with all three of them mm-hmm. in the first 24 hours. Mm-hmm. While the whole thing is built so they don't bump into each other <laughs> until way later. You're right. This episode is really great, and I had a lot of fun. It's so much fun watching both sides of the charade that's going on. It's so fun watching Eleanor in this version. We get back to her kind of depraved self, so she gets some really funny biting lines Mm -hmm. that she was staying away from at the end of season one. But we also get this version of Eleanor that immediately knows I can't trust anything here. Mm-hmm. And that's really fun to watch a version of of Eleanor that is like, this is kind of bullshit, isn't it? What is this? Yeah. What's going on? Let's dive in. The episode starts off with Michael giving himself a confidence talk before he has a little meeting with Sean. This is after a like, minute and a half long recap of just about the entire mm-hmm. first season. And here we get Sean restating to Michael that... Okay, this is your last chance, your second chance. You're going to be retired if this doesn't work out. I still think that this is really a bad idea, and I think this is going to fail, and I'm kind of letting you do this so you'll fail mm-hmm. is kind of the vibe that's going here. But Michael is refreshed and, and confident. We're keeping everything from version one that made them miserable, adding a bunch of new stuff that they'll hate. Just the that way that great. they so nonchalantly talk about all of the all of the evil things that they're doing. I, I know that... You know, we're in the time knife and time doesn't really work mm-hmm. the same there. But I wonder how much time was in between the the resets for them to plan and set everything up and for the scripts and everything to be dispersed and the ideas. I would love to see like a brainstorming session with the demons. We're like, ah, let's do pizza this time. Uh, but but worse. <laughs> Well, that is kind of what we get in this next scene when Michael Mm -hmm. is like prepping them in their first day setup. Yeah. I get the feeling that sure, there is a little bit of time in between where we left it and where we pick it up, but Mm -hmm. not very much time. No. Because everything does feel a little more rushed. The demons are given more room to improvise their characters and their backstories in this version. They're rushing into it because they can't waste time. So at the meeting, the Michael's prepping the demons. I thought this scene was really funny. You were right in Chuck being kind of a star in this episode. Yeah. Michael says the version one bit off a bit more than it could chew by putting them all together. And immediately we can bite them. We can, we could have, we can bite them. And throughout the whole episode, it's funny how they make these torturous demonic characters kind of like silly and endearing, yeah. kind of goofy. It's cute. I really, really like everything we get of Vicky, real Eleanor, Denise, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call her in this episode, when she stands up to like talk about, well, I don't really know what to do. I felt like I got real Eleanor, and now <laughs> who is Denise? Is she sexy? Is she like a goofy she the, friend? Like, and Michael like, just, her? as he did before, just being like, yeah, okay, both, whatever. Next. <laughs> <laughs> this Vicky becomes one of my favorite characters, especially this season, because yeah, I think that- she's so funny so funny in this episode a lot of my favorite vicky bits are in mm-hmm. and it's it's really funny i laughed a lot at vicky this week she is really our window for most of the episode into seeing both sides of the charade because mm-hmm. she in the same shot will break character to look at not look at the camera but kind of mug at the camera like yeah i'm frustrated right now because they're <laughs> doing the stuff wrong the other actors are taking my moment like how you like to watch season one from that perspective yeah. of like who was overacting and stuff now we get to see deeper into that which is really mm-hmm. fun Michael instills that it's really important to everyone that the goal is to get Eleanor drunk at the welcome party so she'll say some backward stuff that they can turn into a chaos sequence like in the first season. That she'll say some things and they'll turn that into 
visuals that show up and 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 torture everybody and it'll be great um but this time we kind of see that the demons are a little bit less on board after the first time failed they're the first people to be like we kind of just want to go back to how it was before just do the (laughs) stuff that's always worked but michael has this way of instilling how his idea is important and that they're important by being a part of it so everyone's on board everyone's refreshed and they're rushing into version two torture on three <laughs> he like even has lines like you are the ones that like me believe that we can do something to change and I, that's like a really cool to show michael is like so enigmatic even to the, the demons boss. yes yeah he's like the he gets people riled up and behind him which is dangerous yeah real hitler type yeah. situation <laughs> over here <laughs> and torture on three and biting no and no. biting <laughs> Cut to the cliffhanger from the end of season one where Eleanor is reading the note from Janet, but Janet mm-hmm. has already disappeared uh, after she's read it, and she doesn't know Janet's name, so she can't <laughs> get her to come back. She says, Jaja? Jaja was my favorite, for sure. And I love Eleanor's line. There's some really funny lines in this script, but Eleanor's mm-hmm. line of, man, why did I never listen to people when they talk? No, it's annoying, and I'm right not to. <laughs> She that needs to so figure good. out what or who is Cheaty. Is is he a person? Is he a soup? Is he That's going to be her mission. What would be in a Cheaty soup, Zach? Mm, cheaty. Does that mean it would be chicken? Chi chicken? Ooh. Are we going off the name? A chicken diacon? Maybe like soup? a chicken like dumpling soup. Ooh, I like. But that. If, if it was more Cheaty's personality. Would it be so many ingredients? There's going to be big old chunks of celery in it, I feel like. Certainly. <laughs> I don't Certainly know. Certainly. Very celery heavy. Well, it'd either be something that was very plain, mm-hmm. right? Like just broth and celery because he couldn't like decide on any soup. other yeah. things. Or it'd be just jam-packed because he couldn't decide what kind of soup to make. So it'd well, be creamy, but also like We've seen the, the rest of the show. Bit. We know what Chidi will do with the pot of chili. Yeah. <laughs> forgot about that so eleanor as she's running off trying to figure out how she's gonna figure out who or what cheaty is and where Mm -hmm. to find him or it she runs into nina and bart who are still stuck with the same character names as they were in the first season there's still a couple they're still there to drive torture into eleanor and Mm -hmm. be the like perfect couple i really liked the line where he was like surprisingly i'm from mozambique (laughs) she doesn't care she's like okay well i need your help she needs help finding cheaty and she's completely uninterested unless they can help her she learns through this interaction that there are there isn't a phone book because there's mm-hmm. no phones here there's no reason for phones and then eleanor kind of does this weird like pretending to be nice to them thing yeah so she doesn't just push them off when she says people are like nature's apps <laughs> after they help her it's just, they're like okay mm-hmm. they invite her to hang out to have pizza with them and she passes up to keep looking and already forgets bart's name she's like yeah oh, bye 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 <laughs> We don't get a lot of Jason in this episode because in the first half, we only get the first three of them. He'll be the mm-hmm. kickoff of part two. But she bumps into Jason here, Eleanor does, who hands her this cryptic gear, this cool looking mystical object that mm-hmm. I kind of remember what it is. I think I remember what it is. I remembered what it was when I saw it because I forgot about that interaction, like mm-hmm. perhaps that she and Jason did see each other. Because it is very mystical. Mm-hmm. He's just like, here you go. <laughs> She's like, are you cheaty? And he's like, 
<laughs> yeah. So she has reason to believe because it's Jianyu with his mystical stare that this yeah. has to be something connected. This has to be a message in some way. So she runs off with that and runs into Michael, who just happens to show up at the right moment to yeah. keep Eleanor away from Jason. And when Eleanor asks Michael who Jason is, he explains that he's Jianyu, but makes it very clear that he's not really going to talk to people. You don't really need to worry about him. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going this way. It's so fun to watch. The curtain's been pulled back with Michael, and it's so fun yeah. to watch him comfortingly and assuredly talk down to these people and to baby them and to treat them like his his slaves or whatever you want to say. It's truly like this episode really has major a parent telling a kid that the disease, that the, they wouldn't like the dessert that they're eating. Oh, you wouldn't like this. This is yeah. bad. Stay away from it. Like that's it's very much that. awful. Yeah, it's so bad. Doesn't even taste good as they're just, you know, popping Xanax and chugging their wine bottle michael starts fueling the torture and the unease within eleanor by telling her all about how she was the highest point getter and Mm -hmm. she is the because of what she did as an environmental lawyer she's very important which is brilliant on michael's Uh end because that's torturous on a few levels well because of the guy outside the store that always asks for signatures right Mm -hmm. that and you know you have Eleanor feeling like she doesn't belong and probably planning to lay low. And now here she is. The highest point getter. Mm-hmm. The best person. Everybody look yeah. at her. She's kind of the Tahani in this in this version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really ominous. I love seeing Michael pull these strings. And Eleanor's line, she's like, I mean, it's the environment. I love mushrooms. Hey, I can honestly say that. <laughs> Whether that's a joke about magic mushrooms or not, I I'm love- sure it is. I love mushrooms as a food. Me too. This restaurant we went to yesterday, it was like an all-you-can-eat sushi place, and you pay a cover, and they bring you out a menu, and with a dry erase board, you're like, I want one of this, and one of this, and one of this, and one of this, and they bring it out to you, and it included, like, appetizers and, like, hot entrees and stuff. Like, you could have whatever you want. I wanted to try so much more than what I was capable of doing, but we Mm -hmm. got some mushroom tempura. It was just, like, lightly lightly fried crispy big pieces of mushroom god damn was it good that sounds incredible Some of the best i am not above making had. myself sick on sushi i've done it multiple times before and we'll do it again like just eat so much that my body just like rejects it i'll do it a uh, time that you two are in town please let's go to this place together yes it please. was good i'll do it well anyway mushrooms love them pro <laughs> mushroom Pro, mushrooms pro on pizza, here. different story. You can put tons of mushrooms on my pizza. Oh, yeah. Just lather it. I like mushrooms on a steak. I like mushrooms in my ramen. When I w- Now, when it comes to steak, I don't really like... St- I would like mushrooms to the side of my steak, but I just want that cut of meat. I don't, I don't sure. need smothered with anything steak. I was going to say something else about food, but that's okay. We can move on from food. Mushrooms. <laughs> Michael asks Eleanor to say a few words at the welcome party, and I love Eleanor's... <laughs> How can I say no? <laughs> can I say no? It doesn't feel like I can say no. But if I can, Michael, I'm saying no. Okay, so you'll speak for maybe an hour? And he hands her the best person sash and, and <laughs> says that, that she'll have to wear it for the first couple of days, that all of the highest point getters have to do it. And that's so funny. Yeah, I love the cut from like the box and you don't see what's in it. It's just her with the sash walking at the party. It was great. As Eleanor and her new soulmate show up at the party... He just immediately ditches again at the first sign of Eleanor's beginning to open up. He's just like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go work out real quick. Again, now <laughs> shirt's already off. He's like, sorry, <laughs> it's just what I do. I gotta I think that joke's really funny. I do too. 
it makes so much sense why that would be the perfect dude that Eleanor would want yeah. and why it also works to be totally closed off and, mm-hmm. and keeping Eleanor stuck in the situation. I really like it. <laughs> Eleanor briefly meets Jessica, the party host, who is just like filling her up with with, with anxiety about her, her speech and how everyone's just waiting to hear what she's going to say and mm-hmm. really excited. And she hands Eleanor a comically overfilled glass of wine. <laughs> this is liquid courage. But Eleanor... How you can see that even when reset, this is a, somehow still a different yeah. element, kind of like Janet. When she's rebooted, she's mm-hmm. a little bit different and a little bit better each time. She at least, I mean, she breaks it a little bit later and then unbreaks it, but has this thought that she needs to keep her head straight. And yeah. if she's going to be talking to everybody, because she's she can't suspicious, just get her guard's not down That's like true. it was the first time. Two more neighbors, Bomba John and chuck come up and start asking her about environmental law and asking her questions that she doesn't have the answer to mm-hmm. and also try to get her drunk just everybody yeah. trying to get her drunk eleanor still won't and she walks off so jessica chuck and bomba john have a moment where they talk about things not going to plan which is mm-hmm. nice to see all the all these moments of it's cool of the demons breaking character it, it's one of the many things that is how the good place can do things that most shows can't do mm-hmm. and make it make perfect sense. Yeah. You're not it's like, so... wait, who is who? It, it's so easy to follow somehow. It is. It's really good. I, I love when Chuck is like, arr, arr, how about we break arr. up the, arr, arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor though, she, that kind of set her off. It did the job and she gives up on keeping her head straight and she pours herself four shots of, I think tequila, right? Yeah. She you got to go right. So off of her hand mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And she plans afterwards that she's going to attack the shrimpies. She sees the big thing of shrimps. <laughs> Which the shrimp can... looked real good to me. When a I big shrimp is good. A big would, shrimp with some spicy cocktail sh- sauce. Tray. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, think yeah. I can get that on, uh, <laughs> on Instacart where they bring me just a tray of shrimp <laughs> from my local grocery store? I'm sure. That'd be oh, great. Oh, yeah. Shrimp it up. Before she can take the first shot, she hears, this is like the kickoff to the scene that we see repeated throughout the episode. And I hadn't mentioned it yet. I think this is so like the fourth season of Arrested Development, except it plays so much better because it's over the course of an hour instead of over the course of like six hours. But -hmm. where you get to see a part of a scene, but just a hint of what you actually want to see. But it's also setting up other perspectives of the same scene without you even realizing it. So this kicks off that for the first time. And Um, I think that's, that's the strength of this episode is you don't necessarily realize how many background things you're hearing and seeing that are important. Like there's obviously the like, don't make this difficult, cheaty. But like the, these are for you. You don't immediately think, oh, that's going to go to somebody that's important. Like she's just sliding the shots over, you know? And I think that it's so smart how they do it with the camera too, where you see just enough and you hear just enough. Really, really clever. Really, or it's smart, like a magic trick where they know where to divert your eyes. Yeah, so you kind of don't notice what's going on over here. Yeah, she before she can take the first shot, she hears Chidi's name. As we mm-hmm. later learn, Angelique here is saying, "Please don't make this harder than it already is, Chidi." So she mm-hmm. gives the shots to someone we don't see. Says these are for you, and goes off. We get the first hint of the reunion of Eleanor and Chidi. And I didn't write this down in my notes, but something that I'm re-remembering right now mm-hmm. is just how I don't know, Chidi's. You're the least favorite person I've met here so far. That was just so funny, cute, and and it just immediately you're like, oh, they're back. Yeah. My boys, they're back. They love each love other. It. They hate each other, but they love each other. Eleanor confronts Chidi, says, I knew you weren't a soup. What? And says, <laughs> my name's Eleanor Shellstrop. We need to talk. 
and Chidi is confounded by this, and we're about to learn why. That's where mm-hmm. it cuts off, right there. Yeah. Thoughts on the Eleanor portion of the episode? I like the Eleanor portion of it. It is probably my... I don't want to say least favorite, because I don't want to make it sound bad, but it's the, the most normal and expected of the three, but still done extremely well. Well, it's the one that also has to set up the most things yeah, without you knowing it's what it's setting up. The next two, you get some follow-through. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now I get mm-hmm. it. And they're more fun reveals. Yeah. I agree with you. The next one is Chidi. Michael welcomes Chidi into his office, and Chidi is just pleased to learn that there is an afterlife. And, of course, his first thought is all of his philosopher heroes that he wants to have lunch with, and he's planning for that already. And I love the way that Michael, it's so devious, the way he's like, yeah, every philosopher is in the bad place. All my heroes, yep, they're tortured, and this is how we do it every single day. But you're way better than all you're of them, so you're better. safe, Chidi. <laughs> Chidi, our our top point getter from season one. If you haven't seen our season one roundtable, go check that out. It was a lot of fun. We do some some uh, posthumous, haha, get it because they're dead, uh, awards and mm-hmm. and that was some fun. Rank our favorite and least favorite episodes of the season. It was a really fun time. So if you haven't seen that, go back and check it out because it's very fun. Yeah, if you skip those bonus episodes, that one was chapter thirteen point five mm-hmm. came out last week. So give it a listen. Okay, so Chidi and Michael are walking through the neighborhood. He's starting to get a lay of the land, and he learns about the concept of soulmates. Something that I thought was so funny in this episode, when he's talking to Chidi about the mistake that's been made, Mm -hmm. and then later on about the solve that they found, is how pointless and nothing the, like, graphics that he pulls up Oh my god, yeah. It's just, like, like, data moving around, and he's like, it doesn't mean anything. He's just like, yeah, because of this, this, and this. Uh, (laughs) There's a problem. And I thought it was cute and sad how Chidi's like, oh, I don't have a soulmate. That's okay. I'll love books. And yeah. it's, it's sad because he goes right to, oh, there wasn't somebody that's a, a match mm-hmm. for me or that would want to be with me. But that's not the case. It's not that he doesn't have a soulmate, but that there are multiple perfect matches. And this whole situation just made me think, why are they not allowed to swing in the good place? Yeah, I feel like that would be ideal. They can fuck. They're dead. Have sex They're with dead. Who cares? whoever you want. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm with you there. I, I was, I was also prepared to go the same direction. Yeah. Why couldn't they just like... have a secret relationship? Well, and that's the thing is, is Bart and Nina tried to swing in season one. That's true. But they don't know about that. They don't know about that. Michael can't choose for Chidi. He has to spend time with Pedro, the other guy in the situation, and Pavita and Angelique to mm-hmm. determine who belongs with who. Michael can't decide for him. Chidi has to determine it himself and it's gonna be really hard for him william jackson harper's reading of cool beans okay (laughs) and he goes over to michael and explains like this is gonna be really hard for me and is there any other way but michael deviously says i would never do anything to put you in an uncomfortable situation chidi (laughs) i think the chidi one might be my favorite i like the chidi one a lot so now we get little snippets of Chidi getting to know each person at Denise's pizza place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting themselves some slices of Hawaiian pizza, the only thing at the pizza place. And Denise really hams it up. How she's like, welcome to my place. And here is your pizza, Chidi. And then just throws it to Angelique. Because I get this one's for you. <laughs> I get the vibe that Denise is like, I should be playing Angelique. Oh, absolutely. She wants Such that Such a role. meteor character. Mm-hmm. Chidi and Angelique are 
comically perfect for each other. Yeah. And it's so cute to see Chidi's smile and his 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 passion and his personality come out and how much this works for him. But it's also so sad because even before we get the, okay, this isn't really your soulmate thing, we just know that this is all fake. This is all to yeah. make Chidi feel bad. And even when he's happy, it feels bad because it's not real. Meanwhile, Pavita, the next shot we get is her having nothing in common with Chidi. Just, nope, haven't been there. Nope, haven't done that. Don't know what to tell you. And when they all gather back together and they start to talk about it, everyone, of course, looks to Chidi for what do you think, Chidi? And he stammers for a while and does start to say Angelique. But the second that Angel comes out, Michael barges in. Guys! Don't worry about it. I solved it. This is who's with two. Chidi's with Pavita. Pedro's with Angelique. No problem. And one of the funniest <laughs> moments of the episode is the cringy silence and then laughs that Chidi and Michael yeah. share. They just both keep laughing and then it gets quiet and Michael's like, It's oh, so bad. Okay, see you guys later. <laughs> I thought it was just cringy chef's kiss. Yeah, I love that moment. perfectly done. Chidi and Pavita arrive at the party as soulmates together, and they run into, of course, Pedro and Angelique. Chidi's so awkward. He's got that, I'm around my crush, and my crush is dating my friend, or like I'm dating my crush's friend, or something awkward is in the mix. Mm -hmm. So he just like stammers. He's like, you look fine. Would Would I say you look better than anyone else here? No, I wouldn't say that. Do you look bad? No, but good. Would I go as far as to say is you look good? doubtful hey wine it's awkward and i feel like i've been there before yeah it's like oh you very clearly are romantically interested in my partner is that how you feel whenever you're around lil uh that's how lil feels whenever i'm around that's what i mean (laughs) i'm the the cheaty you're the angelique i'm okay with this Mm -hmm. let's do that role play see how that yeah honestly Chidi goes off to get wine, and it's a really cutting moment. He's like, I can't decide between red and white. And Pavita throws shade at him and says, I think you already know deep down which one you're really That was hilarious. Pavita coming in with the burn. Janet's been there for a while, and she's like, why isn't anyone talking? (laughs) Janet has a a quietly strong episode. She's only in a couple scenes, but all the ones that she's in, as per usual, Janet just is perfect. Chidi heads over to the bar and runs into Denise, who limps her way over. And (laughs) she's about to tell this story about being a trapeze artist in an illegal circus. (laughs) But before she can, Angelique interrupts and and Chidi and her have this this deep relationship moment. But you can just see uh, Vicky get like sad (laughs) and sulk away in the background. Like, what? That was my moment. I was doing a thing. Can you? I think that Vicky's limp is one of my favorite jokes in the entire show, Zach. It's one that, like, if I'm. Even removed from doing this show, when I thought about, okay, what are my favorite good place jokes? That one is high up. I I don't know why, but I like cackle laugh so hard every time it happens because it's so funny. Honestly, this episode had maybe more of the hardest reaction laughs out of me of the series for some reason. Mm -hmm. I think the writing is stronger a little. Not that the writing wasn't incredibly strong, but I think it's getting better season to season. Uh, well, and I, really I think it, at this point, after the, if nothing else, w- positive reception to season one, sure. it increases their confidence to kind of go for it a little more. It kind of looks they like do. they might have a little more money this season, too. Mm-hmm. 
Chidi and Angelique have a tender moment together about how they do have feelings for each other, but they can't really talk about it. They can't really act on it. Uh, and that cues Angelique saying, please don't make this harder than it already is, Chidi, which Eleanor hears. These are for you. She gives the shots away. Still don't see who to. And we get a little bit more of the Chidi and Eleanor being introduced to each other scene here. Mm-hmm. And I liked how in this moment, you could hear in the background, Glenn saying to Datani, hey, twinsies. Hey, twinsies. <laughs> I thought that was really funny when I noticed it the second time I watched it, because mm-hmm. we haven't seen that scene yet. That's very Arrested Development season four. Yeah. Like the scene where they're all, they're all in like a, it's right after the end of season three happened, and they're all in like mm-hmm. a room waiting for news of Lucille who stole the boat. Yeah. And we, it's like, the, it's just a fallacy. <laughs> and we get like Joe being like, just give me that yes. Let me yeah. get that yes. And just all this <laughs> stuff going on in the same room. That's what this reminds me of. So good. So Eleanor, I, this is where Chidi tells Eleanor that she's his least favorite thing that he's bet so far. Because Eleanor says stuff like, shut your mouth, smile, and walk with me. Let's go over here. Because mm-hmm. she knows, I think we're being watched here. And yeah. I'm not supposed to be doing this. So let's, that's such an interesting angle on all of this. The, like, let's well, go and over she even here says and like, we only have a couple be minutes alone. before one of these bozos shows up or something like that. Because every time she tries to do something, somebody very friendly just appears. Eleanor is really smart. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, you know, my, my mom used to always tell me, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. And I think that, that is, that's kind of the, the behind-the-scenes thing of this episode is Eleanor is a scam. Like, she's a liar and a scammer. So she can tell people being extremely inauthentic and fake towards. She's like, something's up. Sure. Like, something's weird. Completely true. But Chidi is really in the drama that he's been placed into, this soulmate drama. Mm-hmm. So he can't help her. He doesn't know what any of this means and doesn't really care to dive into it. Eleanor explains to him the note and through this learns Janet's name and keeps accidentally <laughs> calling her and telling her to go away, which is really funny. <laughs> I really like the like the second or third time she calls her, Janet's like, hello. And she's like, fork off. And Janet's like, bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But Eleanor knows and is trying to convey to Chidi because she knows that he's the person that she's supposed to convince that something's up because of the note. And I love the line where Eleanor says, I don't trust anyone here but myself. And myself tells me to trust you. So I guess I trust you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's being weird. She's noticed that everyone's being weird. She's noticed yeah. Zen guy gave me this magic bracelet thing. And she's trying to figure <laughs> out what that's about. But Chidi doesn't have anything and just leaves. And that's yeah. where this scene ends here. Meanwhile, the time's come for Eleanor's speech is where the scene continues to move forward just a little. Uh, and she looks at her her bracelet thing from Jason and says, I know you're probably not a magic wizard trapped in an amulet, but please get me out of this speech. <laughs> cut to. And I'm just now noticing how that being the cut to Tahani in the uh-huh. office makes more sense than it did at first because of yeah. what's happening in Tahani's story. Exactly. Michael lets Tahani into the office. I love Tahani's reaction to learning she's in the good place. Ooh, what a surprise. <laughs> but yes, I accept. <laughs> I love the yes, I accept. She's introduced to her soulmate, Tomas, who I thought it was a nice touch. He was an international rescue doctor that's directly connected to charity work that I Tahani like that. did. And Michael's like, isn't that perfect? But all that she can notice is that he is much shorter than her. Yeah. And it's very Austin Powers and Goldmember Mole I, situation. Which, as a kid, Zach, was the I didn't think there thing. was anything funnier in the world than that. It's scene. not that funny, though. No, but Just when that, I was a kid... It's not that funny when people have moles on their yeah. face. But no. yeah, the chop it up and make guacamole. 
mole mole. I I used to go mole 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 all the time as a kid. I I I thought that I was just the king of fucking comedy quoting that line. Whole movie. Tahani's just like that, saying mm-hmm. Freudian short and oh short and just. <laughs> so when did you? Where did you go to medical short? Um, <laughs> it's really funny. Tahani now Zach, are you are you? You're not a reality. Well, you are a reality TV guy, but you're not a Netflix original reality TV. No, guy. not really. Danny really likes Love Is Blind, and so yeah, I by which proxy, just had an absolute disaster on Netflix. Yeah, what a fucking mess. Yeah, be embarrassed, Netflix. Fucking, I can go live on my Nintendo Switch, and we you go can't live manage every single live. week for nobody, and it's yeah. never been a problem. And you, if we had are trying to do one millions thing, of people ready to watch a thing, we would make sure that thing is and ready for them billions to watch. upon billions of dollars to mm-hmm. spend on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But there was an instance this year where this season where somebody, you know, met their their person that they had only talked through through a wall and was very much not attracted to them and was really, really shitty and came off looking like a piece of garbage to them because they were so mean and rude because they weren't attracted. And it was a normal looking white guy, but she was like really shitty towards him. This whole situation, this whole situation gets to Hani some bad place points. Yeah, because of how and now you kind of have to do this because it's a show and you need to hear how Tahani's feeling about this. Mm -hmm. But she should have the decency to silently be worried about this and not just be calling him short to his face and being mean to him when Mm -hmm. he's nothing but kind. He's a fake. He's a demon. But Tahani's mean and and should be doing a little better here than what she is. Yeah, because it comes off as I mean, this guy is like excited to either. He seems like a really, really nice guy. Mm And she's really kind of a brat. Yeah, agreed. And she, it continues. They see their house. Michael shows them their house. And it's perfect. It's, it's a fine house. It's small and cute. It's not like my paradise mansion. But that yeah. would that could easily be a dream home in life if it needed to be. I suppose. I like space, but I, I get it. Well, before Michael snaps and the upstairs goes away. Well, then, if it has then, the upstairs, yeah. I think it's fine. Is what it's I'm fine. Tani's upset about it, and she's not going to say. I anything. need a butthole. When it comes to this, she can have the decency to keep quiet about it. Mm-hmm. But Tomas speaks up, and he's like, "This won't stand." And Tahani's really glad, but he's like, "This is way too much space for us." <laughs> and my favorite special effect moment of the episode is when Michael snaps, and the stairs just go away. <laughs> I thought that it's was very really satisfying. Good. It was really satisfying. And when they walk in before that, I like how Michael's like, okay, here is the living room as well as the kitchen and bathroom. (laughs) That's really funny. There's also Mm -hmm. a big poster of Camilla on the wall, which is just torture for Tahani. And we learned that Tomas adores Camilla and that her music was always played in surgeries and even maybe cured the malaria better than they could. (laughs) Oh, great. Then there's this confusion where Tahani wants to go change for the party. We can see a lot in this episode and especially in the ending. Tahani has to be the party person. She yeah. has to dress up. She has to present. She has to give stuff to people. She has to be the center of it. And she just – it's a tick that she can't not let out. So she needs to go change. But Tomas kind of makes her feel bad about it because he dresses down. He's learned that he can look however he wants and be comfortable mm-hmm. and makes Tahani feel bad. Well, and I'll say one of the few good points that Tahani does earn is instead of dressing up and way out dressing her partner, she does dress down for the occasion. She hates it, but she did it. The only thing I would say is that I think this gets Tomas a couple of bad place points. Oh, yeah. Let your partner encourage your partner to dress Dress how how they want. Makes them feel beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. They show up to the party. It's Hotties and Crocs and a jean jacket and some, like, nothing pants. And there's all They are not funny... nothing, Zach. Where Those are, oh, are cargo, cargo pants. pants. Right, of course. Cargo twins. High function. Love me some cargo pants. The more pockets I have on my pants, the happier I am, Zach. I don't care if they're ugly. This I is the part love where she, pockets. She says, I can really feel the breeze on my feet. And well, that's the, the beauty of the holes <laughs> in Crocs. Tahani... Has to lower a bunch for Tomas to give her a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> He's like, come on, and come like, on down lower, here. Lower, 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 lower. <laughs> and after that, Tahani opens up to Michael for a second. This is maybe one of Michael's meanest moments in the episode mm-hmm. about how her house is small. Her soulmate isn't kicking it off well. And Michael kind of talks her off the ledge and it says the system's never wrong. It's working. But he makes her feel bad by saying stuff like, well, everybody else is as happy as they've ever been, so I guess I have a ton of time to deal with whatever you're worried about. Yeah. It's it's just mean, and I think Tahani, even if she was also a little mean, has reason to – she's venting honestly. She's not mm-hmm. being rude to Michael. She's saying, well, I feel this way, and Michael's like, don't feel that way, which is just the worst. Yeah, bad behavior from Michael. That has to be expected at this point. The scene that we've been seeing continues here in a really satisfying way. We learned that Eleanor, these are for you, passed her shots to Tahani as she meets Chidi. <laughs> Glenn and Tahani have a little moment after that that sets off Tahani to start drinking. And four shots to the dome would probably get you pretty, and imagine Absolutely. they've got some primo liquor in the good place. Absolutely. Set the night off right, Zach. Glenn and Tahani are cargo pants twinsies, and they have this really nice little, oh, he has this nice, oh my God, we have so much in common. (laughs) I was a garbage man in Winnipeg. What were you? (laughs) There's even like when it's cutting away from that, like he's like, oh, and Crocs too, or something like that. That's really funny. And Crocs too. Yeah. (laughs) It's time for the speech again. Eleanor has her line about the magic amulet, and it made me laugh. It's, it's the easiest joke in the world, but it made me laugh so hard when Eleanor confidently steps up and says, the dictionary defined best. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And Tahani then, of course, as the magic amulet granted, shows mm-hmm. up to ruin the speech. She's drunk. She can't help but be the speech giver. She can't help but be the person leading the party. Yeah. And she uses this speech to criticize Eleanor, to criticize her situation and her soulmate in front of everybody. Uh, which is just working gangbusters for the plan. Wherever you are. And he's like, (laughs) I'm over here. He's like really (laughs) down beneath some people. (laughs) Michael deviously suggests, hey, Eleanor, you should go up there and I don't know, get her off the stage yourself. You do it. (laughs) So Eleanor does... She starts to take the lead. And when Tahani's ranting and she's like, It's so nice to be here among you in this massive house that I want. I want this house. Give me it. (laughs) No, I'm just good. But really, give me the house. Give me the house. (laughs) Eleanor confronts her and Tahani comes back hard, criticizing Eleanor for coming up to her. And is this your first time wearing a sash? (laughs) That's an incredible insult. (laughs) Tahani then through this in the confrontation she falls back and I'm not sure how but it's because it's all planned and rigged for this to happen she falls back and like the drink tray falls and it causes a fire Mm -hmm. I guess it's because it's alcohol but what ignited the fire maybe there was like a candle or like a a flaming drink beverage a, a specialty cocktail maybe if you I don't I truly don't know if yeah. you spilled a bunch of alcohol onto flame, would it cause more flame? Like alcoholic beverage, like cocktails. it's certain proof alcohol. But cocktails Cocktail, in probably a glass, not. probably not. Probably not. Give me the house. 
The fire starts. It's a disaster. This is where the episode part one ends. And mm-hmm. this is a hard stop because you want to just keep watching. You want to go into the next part. We've only got three out of four of the wake up stories. We're excited mm-hmm. to see how Jason got the little thing and what the amulet means. But we're going to have to wait till next week because the episode ends with yeah. Eleanor looking back at Michael and saying, I got her off the stage. <laughs> And that's Everything is Great Part 1, which I think is such a phenomenal first episode of the season Mm -hmm. that picks up where the the earth-shattering, continuity-breaking first season left off, but also like having kind of a flashback to the first season and reminding you why you like this setting and how fun it is to watch them here before they tear it all apart again. Yeah, and at this point, Zach, we were at least within a day or two of experiencing Mm -hmm. the episodes at the same time. Sure. And I remember being super excited after this episode, but I think I liked it even more this time. Could not agree more. I think this is one of my favorite episodes we've watched so far. If Mm -hmm. we did top five of these 14, it would be in the top three or four, I think. I agree. I agree. And we haven't even gotten part two yet. I know, and I'm so excited for part two. Let's wrap this up. Uh, It's been a second since we've recapped an episode. Are we going to do Good Place, Bad Place next? Yeah, we are. Okay, well, you kick it off. Who's your first Bad Place point receiver? 100 negative points to the Bad Place. Yeah, negative points this week have to go to Tahani. Not only is she rude to short King Tomas, but she gets drunk in... Yeah, and is very rude to Eleanor, who, yes, it is her first time wearing a sash. Not everyone knows how to do everything. And I think sash it's very wearing isn't uncouth. the only thing. Exactly. So Tahani's in my bad place this week. Obviously, Michael's bad. Craig is a is a bad boy star. He just wants to bite and nibble. Lots of bad behavior all around, but Tahani stands out. Cause I expect more from her. Uh, it's going to be hard this season to not consistently give bad place points to Michael because mm-hmm. he is the orchestrator of all of this. Yeah. But when I think about bad place points and who I want to single out, it is almost like people that are negatively working against type. Mm-hmm. Like when they're making bad decisions that they didn't need to make. Michael, yeah. if you wanted to look at it a certain way, he's been raised as this demon. He's been raised to do this job. Mm-hmm. He's doing his job and trying to succeed at it. Uh, I will also give my bad place points to Tahani because she's yeah. cruel. I think it's going to take she something need especially to malicious for a demon to get the bad place this season. So Tahani, bad place. Who's your good place? Who gets positive 100 points? You know, when at, when the episode first ended, I was like, hi, I wonder who I'm going to get a good place to. But then I thought about it and it was very clear for me. Eleanor, mm-hmm. she is the only one of the four to have shown any growth thus far to us. Well, even not even growth that hasn't shown like super backpedaling. Yeah. Eleanor doesn't get drunk when she can, even though she she has a moment where she decides to. She immediately remembers her goal at hand and goes mm-hmm. to find Chidi. She makes an attempt to. I, Eleanor doesn't do anything especially bad this episode. I mean, is she the best person and the kindest to the? Well, she does have a sash that people? says "best person." Yeah, but I think <laughs> uh, maybe she is. I I don't know. Eleanor does not do anything inherently bad for me this week, and in a world full of demons and. <laughs> bad behavior uh, Eleanor gets good place this week I am in complete agreement I had decided mm-hmm. these two before we started talking we lined up completely Yeah, you're right Eleanor takes the note and reads what because when you see the end of the first season 
you're like, okay, I get why she would write that, but is it going to tell new Eleanor that doesn't anything. know anything what she needs to do? It does. And she is in from the second. She is – yeah, I, I don't know. There's not a lot of great behavior across this episode. Mm-hmm. Even Chidi's like at some of his lowest in, yeah. in moments here. But Eleanor knows the mission, uh, believes in herself, and, and goes with that, sticks with her gut. It is definitely Eleanor this week. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. That's our season premiere. And hey, I just want to rip into part two so bad. Yeah. Just but you guys are going to have to wait until next week. Spread it open and stick my little head inside, burrow in for the winter. Next week, we'll be out. back to talk about chapter 15, Everything is Great, part two. I'm part really excited. Two. Make sure you're keeping up to date on Twitter to email us at timeknifepod at gmail.com when we need trivia and good place, bad place decisions for future episodes. We want you to be a part. And also, if you want to help us take this show even further, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast starting at $5 a month gets you all of our exclusive content, our live pre-show, our exclusive podcasts, including The Basement, where we're beginning to go through that 70s show. And also, outside of that, if you'd like us and once a week on Monday isn't enough, every Thursday, you can get a new episode of our second free rewatch podcast, Brokeback Bebop, a cowboy rewatch. <laughs> again, I did it again. <laughs> a cowboy Bebop rewatch podcast, which you can We're also. We're an anime noob and an anime boob go through an all time classic. Well said. I uh, thought is anime earlier, boob a good thing? Or is it just the rhyme that came to uh, mind? It's mostly a rhyme. I don't think yeah. it's specifically a good thing. I'm a I don't think snob. so either. Yeah. Well, you're a boob in the way that you're like kind of a little heavy handed on the whole anime thing. Mm hmm. Sure. But Brokeback Bebop's a lot of fun coming out every Thursday and on Patreon.com slash Cantus Point Podcast. You can hear all 40 episodes of that show now. Zach, so get you know, into it's the it, 25th anniversary coming up soon of uh, Cowboy Bebop. That's great. And how better to celebrate it than listening to a podcast that two nobodies recorded a year ago? Hey, but it's fun. I think it's actually some of our best stuff. I think Finest doing work. Brokeback Bebop opened up our world of what we were comfortable talking about on the microphone, completely Absolutely. new. So go dive into it and see where it all started. Steven, where else can the people find us? You know, if you want to uh, take four shots of us every day yes. without paying any money, you can come check <laughs> us out over on Twitter and Instagram over at time knife pod you can also find the video companion to this podcast on youtube if you're watching on youtube right now hello you got Hi. to see my new tattoo i'll flash all it in. its glory yeah you get to see all my same shit as always <laughs> come on zach pull down your pants show us your new tattoo that's for the pre-show <laughs> that's for the patreon you're gonna have to pay for the shots if you want to see those shots this has been really fun i am excited to dive into season two uh covering the good place has been really fun i'm super glad this is the show that we're revisiting together after experiencing it together for the first time it's just Mm -hmm. so fun steven get us out of here until next time from inside the time knife black lives matter i'm zach i'm steven and we'll see you on the other side it's been too long since we took the time. No one's to blame. My no time flies so quickly.
next time.